The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroot was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to another edition of the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. I'm Taylor Burris. Justin Prince, unfortunately, could not be here at this time due to some situations, but we have some really special guests. Joining us here for a special edition is Sean Ambrose, Joe Peak, and Phil Lake. And we're here to talk all things Camel GT. Gentlemen, first and foremost, welcome to the download. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for having yeah. me. Well, gentlemen, first and foremost, this weekend is a special weekend as it's the first big special event for official racing with Camel GT at Road America. Walk us through some of the excitement that we're seeing here in the community with this series and phil i'll start with you about this subject yeah um it's been a it's been a while since i race i think i race and have hosted the ra 500 a little while ago but it's been it's been a few years um we've been taking care of it ourselves for, for a while and it's great to see it back on the official special event calendar it certainly is now phil for those of you for those who are new about this camel gt series walk us through what this series is as well as what cars and track combinations we would be most likely seeing coming on to this series um okay so it's kind of the only multi-class of the sort of historic corner of iRacing so uh we've got two stupidly powerful uh late 80s imsa cars and um and we basically don't have any kind of restriction of what track we're happy to go to so we uh we take them all over the place and uh yeah it's um it's a pretty challenging series at, at times it certainly is, and I'll now hand over to Joe and Sean. Gentlemen, both of you have had the privilege of commentating this series at certain periods when this series came on board in about 2016, 2017. Of course, y'all took over it, the broadcasting aspect of it in 2017. Walk us through some of the excitement of calling such a very unique series in this iRacing platform. Uh I think the big thing is there's there's basically no dull moments in camel. You're you're almost always just uh constantly getting action somewhere, whether that be a battle between two cars or something crazy happening, traffic getting in the way. Uh it it basically throws drivers into the very deep end of multi-class. And because it's such a close-knit community, um, yes, there are some some frustrations sometimes but like they deal with it way better than i feel like 90 percent of the iRacing community would just because they're all they're all there for the same purpose of having fun and so they're willing to try and help out the people that maybe need a couple tips they tend to get over misunderstandings pretty quickly and generally just like it's super entertaining 
um, Sean Ambrose here. Um, listen, it's that series is all about the drivers. It always has been. Uh, really, some of the greatest drivers on the service. Uh, it's funny, GSRC uh, got close to the to the little niche uh, communities in in the Camel GT series and the Lotus 79 series and the Lotus 49 series and and uh, all just some of the really really top drivers. I mean, we. I start throwing down some of the names, guys like uh, John Keefe, Martin Kraterich, uh, Fabian Jungbluth, uh, Yoni Hagner, um, you know, the, the the Finns that all the great Finnish drivers that uh, participated in the series. The series has always been about the drivers. And, and like Joe was talking about that close competition and how they've always been able to handle it. You know, I was telling somebody today about one of the unique things about the series has always been that the guys that have been there forever and have been faithful to this series one of the things that makes this combination of speed and power work is that they all know where they're going to be and they can, they can trust that week in, week out. Now, one of the real challenges is to be when the really, really popular tracks come up and you get some of the guys that you don't never, never normally see from week to week coming to really, really good drivers, but unfortunately aren't used to driving. And again, the, the difference between that GT, uh, that GTO and, and the Nissan vast and uh yeah the, the speed difference can really catch a lot of guys out but man they've always seemed to make it work and i i know joe we we commentated so many of my i think about some of the crazy races like you know monza combined and uh yeah D daytona the uh the the you know the road circuit and just again some of the crazier places that they had been over the years and different tracks they ran the classic races at uh at mid ohio oh my word um, I could go on and on and on, but again, always about the drivers. Phil, I told, I told, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to gush here for a second, guys. But Phil, I told Taylor, dude, you're one of my iRacing heroes. Okay, um, calling races for you and watching you do some of the stuff you do in that car. Oh my word, um, Joe, do you agree or not? <laughs> I hate to put on you on the spot. Well, what 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 brings things to mind for me on Phil is just, I feel bad about how many times we've had to be like, God, he's the unluckiest guy in high racing. Cause you've got so much speed, but I feel like you, you probably would have had more wins and champions if not for things not seeming to, to fall your way sometimes. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I also had my fair, my, my share of luck. I, um, I had five championships, so I can't complain too much, but, I never got the the GTP championship was always the thing that eluded me. Um, I came second a couple of times and uh, to Fabian Gerber, who's incredibly fast, and there there always seemed to be. I think there always is in racing. There's always someone just slightly faster than you wherever you go. So, um, but some of the people I've had the opportunity to race with over the years has been uh, it's been amazing and. As um, Sean mentioned, like Joni Hagner and Yuko Leskla and uh, Vili Ruola, um, and just so many, a lot of the guys uh, that I that we when Camel started and it was just a small group of guys are my teammates now. So that's really cool to have sort of made friendships through the years. Now, one of the things that's so interesting about this community is that it is all based on the classic racing that we see on the iRacing platform. Sean touched on it briefly. You know, not only do we see it with the Camel cars, but the two Lotus cars, because you'll see drivers racing in all three of those series throughout the weekend on GSRC. What makes this series of racing, historic racing, so special 
compared to maybe some of the other series that we see on iRacing. And I'll start with you, Phil, on this subject, and then we'll see what Joe and Sean's thoughts are on this series. Um, I think it's probably there's a stronger attachment to the cars. Um, in in a more modern series, if iRacing were to bring out a new um, a new car, every you know the the latest GT threes, everyone's gonna forget the old ones, and most people. Yeah. You know, um, whereas with these historic cars, it's like an attachment to that era of racing. Um, so I think that creates kind of a strong bond. Uh, I don't know. Um, and then I guess you've also got the, there's no driver aids back then. So, um, they're, they're a real challenge to drive. And I think that's why you see people move around between the historic series because, because they're such a challenge and they're, it's sort of, but it's just fun to drive them, just fun to practice. So, um, if you're into that kind of thing, you tend to gravitate towards the classic series. I was going to say, I'm glad Phil brought up the uh, the lack of driver aids because that was the first thing that came to mind for me is that sim racing is already a very niche part of of racing games because th these are the people that are like looking for a challenge that, uh, you know, the, the your typical game is not hard enough. I want something that really tests me and then take that and up at another level and you have the vintage drivers <laughs> who say, I don't want any of the special special things that are going to help me make this car faster. I want it just to be straight up to me. And I think part of that is because they're so visceral. Like I've had drivers tell me on the Lotus 79 that um, even though, you know, you can turn down the, uh, the force feedback, they don't because the real car would wear out the drivers. So they want it to be just this wrestling match between themselves and the wheel. So these guys just love the experience of like, this is going to be an exercise mentally and physically to try and make these cars fast. And it's, yeah, it, it, it's fun to watch. I think there's, there's something about just having that sort of naturalness to it that makes them all the more impressive and, and entertaining. I think, uh, you know, what I can add is to this is it's the cars. It, it, they, they're just so incredibly cool. That Audi, yes. um, <laughs> they're they're sexy. So I, I'll throw it out there. They are. They're really, really sexy, classic cars. I mean, the community at one point, Joe. Remember when we ran the intro where we had Frank Biella, the Audi factory driver, yeah. do um, who was part of the intro to the show. We had a pre-taped thing where he wished all the drivers well. Please help me. Who was the other driver that was part of that show? Do you remember? Oh gosh, um, the older gentleman, a, a real. He legend was the one that I racing even interviewed that, that used to race it. I'm trying to think of Jeff his name. Jeff Bravham, or it could no. have been no, not the Nissan. This is the Audi. Uh, yeah. Walter Walter Roll, I think. Yes, yes, Walter Roll. That's his name. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, very much. Um, that was so. Every time we rolled that, and and I I was fortunate to be, had moved on to be producing the show at that point and directing it that was when i got to roll that I, I thought how incredibly cool it was every time we ran it um but it, just the fact that there was a real world connection to both of those cars not necessarily on track together uh <laughs> but uh um but that they they actually did really roar around some of the great tracks um those audis ran at bridgehampton 
Speedway. Um, that may, a few of those Nissans may have even run there. The, the defunct Bridgehampton uh, Road Course on the east end of Long Island in New York that's uh, now a golf course called the Bridge, by the way. Um, uh, but some of the greatest drivers in the world ever raced there. And uh, it, it just, yeah, I just love that car. Darn it. And I love the drivers in the series and so many names. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't m- mention Dennis the Anvil, Neidhart, uh, uh, <laughs> Phil in and around the right, Rob Olo uh, anywhere, um, Olenek. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I, I miss being part of that series, honestly. I'm sorry. Sean, you know who reached out to me recently, actually, to talk about the series is Brian Strodbeck. Talk about a throw- throwback on GSRC. <laughs> the fireman. <laughs> Yeah. The fireman got in touch. Oh, what a Brian's what a, been around since the very beginning of the channel. So what an what an animal driver. God, the guy's intense. Yeah. Phil, do you remember racing Strodbeck? Well, I remember being on the track at the same time as him. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't as fast as those guys back then. Um I remember Yoni and Brian would have some good races and back then I was sort of a top 10 was a good result um that's one of the things i've really enjoyed about the series is is coming from uh learning the car going through to kind of getting a little bit faster and then finally being one of the fast guys and then seeing other guys do that um guys like ator who've been around for a long time and then they finally get their first championship and sort of being there for that is is really cool and um while we mentioned that intro, I'll give a quick shout out to Franco Scurry because I believe it was him that, that got in touch with uh, Frank Bigler and Walter Roll to sort that out, which is really cool. It was. Yeah, it was him. And I, I and he, he was on my list. So thanks for spoiling that for me, Phil. But uh, yeah, Franco, <laughs> Franco, a real gem. I actually still kind of trade messages with him uh, now and again. Uh, a real treat for the series. Hey, listen, I, I got to mention the Haycocks boys. I, I, Hugh and Ian, man, uh, real, real peach of uh, 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 gentleman there. It certainly is amazing. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, it's great to. It's just a great um, community of guys, and uh, some of some people have sort of left the series now, but but it's like um, some real characters over the over the years. It certainly is. I've had the privilege of both commentating the series and racing in the series. I go back to Lime Rock, where we saw chaos happening and ensuing all throughout that race a couple of years ago. But (laughs) Sean remembers which one I'm probably talking about, where we saw multiple Nissans just absolutely getting destroyed by the entire GTO field when we were coming out of the S's, working our way through. (laughs) But one of the things I wanted to touch on is... What do you think the future holds for this community as we progress further and further? You know, like you said, there's new cars, new content always coming in, but yet this community continues to stay strong where we have amazing races week after week and even in multiple time slots. Yeah. Um, another couple of people I suppose I should give quick shout outs to is uh, Jamie Hamill Smith and Aaron, who have taken over a fair amount of work on the discord side of things um promoting when the races are which is one of the things i think the series realized it needed to do um we're never going to be a every two hours type of series so getting the word out about when we race is really important um 
and those guys have done a great job with that. Um, as, to, as far as the future is concerned, I think I'd really love to see some of the new stuff iRacing's introducing added to Camel, so a new damage model. Hopefully Rain is going to be crazy. I can't wait for that because we, we may even get a GTO overall winner, which would just be the best thing ever. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to see some of the new stuff trickle down to the historic series. Um, that would be, I don't think the the series will ever go away because it's, as Sean was saying, it's the cars. So no matter what you add, there's always going to be people that want to drive these fire breathing monsters. You know, that's what I was going to say. You know, it'll be new content that keeps the series fresh. And uh, don't worry, iRacing will, they'll, they'll keep, you know, tracks will keep coming out. Which ones we, we don't know. Um, but uh, you know, but yeah, I, I do not. <laughs> Getting ready sir. to say it. I do not, sir. I do okay, not. okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, all I can ever say is hashtag soon. Okay. So um, I believe that. And I uh, that's. That's the final blink. Blink that. twice for Monaco. Okay. I, I can't. <laughs> I know. I know. I can't I'm blink. Uh, but no, seriously, a content will keep the series fresh, uh, and, and it'll keep, keep keep getting passed along as new name as new members continue to come on board, which they they still are. Trust me, folks. Uh, every day, um, every year, they'll they'll be introduced to these cars, these tracks, and and this community, and they will race. You know, we had them on iRacing uh, Happy Hour. Uh, which Joe, you got to call here uh, um, just a, a little while back, and and uh, I watched a little bit of that today, and just just kind of reminiscing a little bit, and and it was a it was an odd combo for those guys, one that are not generally a fan of, but uh, we had a great race that day. Yeah, I I was really glad that you guys asked me on to to cover those races because uh, I mean you know how special they are to me, so. Uh, to have them be willing to to bring me in specifically for those honestly meant a lot because I, I I I want to promote them. That's the other thing for me is I really love the communities and enjoy the races. So even though I don't get to race in them anymore because I, I used to race in Lotus 49s, even to me I I want to see them grow. I want to see them continue to to get new drivers. And honestly, in the years that we have started covering all the vintage series, including Camel, it's been just it's been so uh, like a point of pride to me to see the communities continue to get bigger and the the SOF races continue to to have more and more drivers each each season. So like it, uh, it's I, I'm just as invested as Phil and Jamie and Oren, honestly. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I, I do got to say, first and foremost, thank you guys for all coming on to talk about this series. Of course, for those of you who are wanting to know more. Go check out the Camel GT series, as well as also, if you have a chance, go try out the Road America 500 happening this weekend. But off one final note, and Joe, we'll start with you, then Phil and then Sean. If you could pick one GTP car and one GTO car to be added on to this group of cars to make it even more exciting, in my opinion, what car would you add? Porsche 962 and uh, the Mustang from the GTOs. Absolutely. Phil? I was going to say the Porsche, so I will you say... You still say it. <laughs> I, I would say that has to be added from a historic... from a kind of a legacy point of view. Like, it's the most winning uh, GTP. 
Um, was the 787B a GTP or is that a Group C car? It's a Group C. But they could, they could I, I be would a love to see that. Yeah, I would love to see that car. Um, and then GTO would have to be the RX-7. I like it's that. That's a, a good answer. Thing. Bit of a rotary thing there. I love the RX-7, yeah. I wish I had thought of that. How about you, Sean? Okay, so I really can't answer this question in, in fear of maybe actually being correct about something. So I'll go with um, a 67 Corvette and a 66 Ford AC Cobra. Uh, there you go. With we'll the go 427, with 427, not not with, the uh, not the 289 package, but the 427. So, for me, honestly, and this may be a surprise, I'd have to go with the two Toyotas, the Toyota GTP car that, of course, Dan Gurney was able to have, and then the Celica. Those, I think, would be some very interesting additions to add. I think those, yeah. I think they're all great. I yeah. think everything you guys mentioned is fabulous, and uh, yeah, I think they're all good choices. Yeah, well, who knows? And in the famous words of our great Sean Ambrose, hashtag soon. We may never know. But hey, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. And with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we'll go over the news of the week in the world of iRacing. You're listening to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass, and we have quite a bit of news in the world of iRacing to discuss. Starting off with the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup, as they headed to upstate New York to the beautiful Watkins Glen International, where it was a very decisive and action-packed battle from start to finish. And it was the driver from Georgia, Zach Campbell, with the Coanda Esports team that took home the checkered flag in the feature race. And it was very exciting. Three, four, even almost five wide action happening down the back straightaway along the classic Watkins Glen International. Not utilizing the boot or the chicane, just basically take it as what we see the NASCAR Cup Series do, but not have the bootleg that we see happening at the back half of the course. So real exciting racing and with that, this will move Zach Campbell a little further up in the standings, up to sixth place in the championship. But it's still his teammate, or it's still driver Jordan Caruso, who leads the championship by a substantial margin over Diego Pinto, your defending series champion. But with that, that will conclude the North American rounds in the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup. Race number seven will take place in Belgium at Circuit de Spa-Francorchamps, which will kick off on Saturday, April 22nd. Moving on to world of con or competition in the e-NASCAR competition, we see the drivers head across the pond to beautiful Italy as they head to the Autodromo Nazionale Monza for the fifth race of the championship. Bobby Zelensky puts a dominating performance from start to finish, leading every single lap and not looking back. Holding off Tucker Minter, Keegan Leahy, and Casey Kerwin, Casey Kerwin, and Jordy Lopez rounding out your top five. And with that, this gives the driver of Bobby Zelensky two wins for the season, moving him third into the championship, one point behind the tied place of the race lead of Michael Conti and Graham Bolin at the front of the field. The next round for the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series heads to the high banks of Talladega Super Speedway, where we saw Bobby Zelensky pick up a win there last season, as these drivers will do battle on Tuesday, April 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. 
In other news in the iRacing world, iRacing in Orentis Games unveils a brand new console game for PlayStation and Xbox called Exocross, an off-road racing game that will put your drivers to the absolute limits with brand new physics as well as amazing graphics and amazing gameplay for drivers to try out. Exocross Drag Outer Zones will be released later on in 2023. And of course, early access will be available later on in 2023 as well. To learn for more information, visit iRacing.com to learn more about this amazing product. Sign up for emails updates as well as the game will be released in the coming months. And of course, don't forget that we talked about it briefly as well. This week is a special event for the iRacing Road America 500 taking place in beautiful Road America circuit, utilizing the IMSA GT cars from 1989, the Nissan GTP ZXT, or the Audi 90 Quattro GTO. If you have a chance to drive this series or even test out their official series, go to iRacing.com and check out the Camel GT series. But with that, it is time that we come to a close for all the special events happening here in the world of iRacing. We'll be back next week to talk about it. And, of course, for our special guests that we had, Sean Ambrose, Joe Peak, and Phil Lake. And, of course, for our amazing producer, Richard Colbreth. And, of course, we give our thoughts out to Justin Prince, who couldn't be here this week. I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass.